I mean, we're just getting back to business as usual in Washington, D.C., meaning the government is finally open after 32 days of being shut down. Man, can any business survive being shut down for 32 days? But some people actually made like some some funny, uh, I guess, observations. Isn't this kind of like how all the Trump businesses went? Yep. Like uh, when it comes down to when the going gets tough, you just shut it down and don't pay your contractors. Mm-hmm. Just keep it moving. Pull the plug. <laughs> yeah. So, but like the the thing about this shutdown that didn't make any sense was number one, the reason why the government was shut down. You're really going to shut down. You're going to grind all the gears of government to a halt to build a border wall? Is that really a pressing issue that requires the entire government to be shut down? 800,000 federal employees not getting paid. Two checks. Some of whom were still expected to be at work. Is this really the issue that you want to actually burn the entire house down for? Um, according to Donald, or yeah, I mean, Don, I think he made yeah. it apparently obvious. Yeah, like he did it. <laughs> like, and the thing about it is, is like I don't even think that he truly like slept on it. You know, like I don't think he truly thought thought about it. Had a second thought. Like he knew what he wanted to do before, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> And then think about all the foolishness that happened during the shutdown. So I know we mentioned this before, but the Clemson national football team, right? They visit the White House. They get served fast food, okay? And I don't know if you all saw the pictures. You know how they have all those, like, candelabras, those candle holders? Mm-hmm. Like, what you light the candles for? Yeah. Like, you, you literally have a table full of Big Macs and double stacks and be, some side salads. Honest, nigga. What you thought? The best part was the tweet that came out afterwards, right, where you have, when I mentioned the that he bought a thousand hamburgers for these big eaters. Oh, great eaters. Good, good guys, right? Great eaters is funny. So in, in parentheses on that tweet, <laughs> said, I paid, right? <laughs> Man. Just so like he could get some sort of credit. And then also he said that he did this because the government was shut down. I'll, oh, but he also, he also said he did it and supported great American businesses. There you so go. McDonald's. There you go. Wendy's yes. and Burger King yes. are the American businesses that you choose to support. I'm oh, sure God. there are, were hundreds, especially during the government shutdown, there were mm. hundreds of businesses in the Washington area that were willing to cater that food. And, I, and, and I'm sure... And they definitely probably suffering. Yes, and I'm sure they would have loved that publicity, even if they didn't agree with him, which is crazy. Right. Like, he could take a layup. He can't win for losing. Like, he can't win. No, the the uh, most eagle-eyed of observers. So with the strength and uh, conditioning like, coach. No, the, the strength and no, conditioning no, no, coach. The, don't you eat that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. They actually let they let they let people know that no matter what, the food that the first family consumes at the White House, if it's not an official state function, they have to pay for anyway. So it's not like the government shutdown had anything to do with any of this. If he's inviting this team to the White House and serving them food, he has to pay for it regardless. But he tried to spin it in a way to make it look positive, to make him shine in a positive light. 
And all you have to do is look at a picture of that scene just to show you how much of a farce, how much of a circus has been created in Washington. That's crazy. Due to Donald Trump being president of the United States. Um, so there's three of us on this on this panel right now. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ate McDonald's in the last 30 days? I'm not judging you. <laughs> I, I have, man. All right, not, not now. I'm judging you. You're gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's gross. Have any of you ever eaten McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's on the same day? No. <laughs> have you ever ma- ate McDonald's off a plate, a home plate? What? <laughs> Hell no. Nigga, that's the no. That's to be eaten in the car. But that's, only but that's the whole point. The Think about this. No, but just think about this conversation that we're having. You know what? Ridiculous hey, no, but wait. I, I got a word. I got a word that they would call, mm. that they should call him. Mm. That was very ghetto. Oh, damn, bro. I was, <laughs> I was hoping that's where you because were going to go. Because I would and, think, because the first thing I thought of Obama did that shit, I'm like, nigga, you ghetto. But Trump, wait a minute. That was very oh, ghetto. Let me, to reinforce that assertion, this motherfucker had all the sauces, all the dipping sauces, but he served them in like Abe Lincoln gravy boats. Like gravy this, boats. Like this nigga had the best, the, the best the White House had to offer and had trash in there. Like, what are you uh, doing, man? Like this nigga got make, a fine making a China. making a mockery, making a mockery of our of the White and House. And they're drinking high C out of crystal. I mean, like out of champagne glasses. <laughs> like man, this, I mean, wild. Look, like that. Obviously, like, look, this is just a drop in the bucket. In the end, it's a totally meaningless episode. But just the fact that that is what's being broadcast to the world, no matter what is actually going on there, think about this is the face of your nation Mm -hmm. at this time. So I don't know how you can stand up for that. (laughs) Because the uh, government shut down, does that mean like all the White House staff were laid off? Like the kitchen staff? Many of them were furloughed. So, yeah. yeah, So a lot of them weren't there. Okay, yeah. It's only the essential staff that would be there. Right. And so now what's even worse is I don't know if you all heard what the Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross, said about government employees um, during the shutdown. So It was probably something degrading and dehumanizing. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Basically, a lot of these people, a lot of these federal employees live check to check. It's not like they're living lavishly off of these paychecks, right? Off of their salaries. Wilbur Ross is is a billionaire, or a multimillionaire, excuse me. A lot of these people were standing in line at food banks because they didn't have enough money to pay for groceries. In, in an interview, <laughs> he basically said he, he doesn't quite understand why um, that they're standing in line at food banks and why they can't just go to banks and get loans <laughs> so that they can pay for their necessities. And, and I quote, well, you think he still wears that little glass in one eye? And the monocle? That nigga spoke yeah. like a true politician. <laughs> I'm surprised he don't walk around with like a, a cane. Fuck Bro. up there, boy. Fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 what, is, what is this? Do you have a pocket watch? Man, look, <laughs> I, look, I made the joke. He's basically telling them to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. Like, what are you? What are y'all doing? Y'all making me look bad. Y'all out here in the in the food bank, like begging for food and shit. Like, y'all government employees. Why y'all supposed to be better than that? Like, nah, man. Like, we out here struggling, man. <laughs> I think I think Martin Luther King said it best: is 
to summarize it, you can't. It's it's basically disrespectful to ask someone to pull themselves up by the bootstraps when they don't have bootstraps. Thank you. When they don't have any <laughs> boots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was a sentiment that was echoed basically across the board. Because I mean, one thing that a lot of people criticized Trump for to begin with was the fact that he he filled his cabinet with millionaires and billionaires, people who are generally out of touch with how the majority of people live on a, on a daily basis, right? And his whole rationale for doing that is the fact that, oh, they're successful people. That must, that must mean that they're smart. He's like, yeah, yeah, that, that sounded like a very smart statement. That sounded like somebody who's totally out of touch, who, would never ha- who hasn't had to worry about money in God knows how long. And the fact that you're telling would, those would... people to make these sacrifices when you know damn well it's not going to affect you in any way, that's what's so disgusting about the whole episode. And it goes further. So basically, then Trump was asked about it, and he, he defended the Commerce Secretary, of course, saying that maybe he should have said it differently, and people should try to work along with the banks and grocery stores during the shutdown. Because, you know, you could just go ask the grocery store, like, yo, you know I'm good for it. Let's, just let me get fill this card up real quick. Yo, I'll come back and pay you whenever the government's reopened. Yeah, he definitely has a pocket watch. And then, and then it goes, <laughs> definitely. It goes further. Then, so Lara Trump. Who, he got a billfold, too. <laughs> who is President Trump's daughter-in-law. She's married to his son, Eric. She basically came out and made a statement saying that, yes, it's a little bit of pain, but it's going to be for the future of our country. We're asking you to make the sacrifice. As if it was, yeah, that sounds about right. That's what they usually as if say. It's something honorable. The fact that so, if if you're talking about sacrifice, usually if somebody's going to make a sacrifice that you're going to applaud them for, they generally have a choice in the matter. <laughs> you just sent these people home and said you're not getting paid, and then told them, you know, you should keep your chins up, keep your chins up, lads. You're you're making this sacrifice for the good of the country. Fuck up, so, young lad. Hey, I will ask up. you this. So uh, all those rich people that he put in his cabinet, how many of them were born on third base or were actually born on home plate and just walked back to the dugout? <laughs> yeah. How many of them actually, like, you know what I mean, actually got down in the mud and, and came out yeah, with you billions gotta love, and millions? You, know, you love that I, saying, like that. you know, born on third base thinking you hit a triple. <laughs> yeah. All right. I believe Donald but, Trump said, but wait, Donald Trump once told us that his, his dad only gave, gave him a small only a hundred million dollar loan. Like, bruh, <laughs> your dad loaned you a hundred million dollars. <laughs> right. And <laughs> then whenever he had any only. issues, whenever he ran into the trouble that he frequently did, he just ran back to daddy, bailed him out. Well, that's that's another thing is like, he gave him a hundred million dollars. Okay. That's very, that's, that, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But the thing was even crazier mm-hmm. is that he fucked it up. like that's That's what's more crazy it's like is is america america elected donald trump Mm -hmm. just off the basis of that he's not a politician he's a businessman he'll get this country back in order the way we wanted it make america great again right and you know what i think would have been a better plan for those people if they wanted america great again Mm -hmm. hire a crack dealer if that's if you want something run efficiently, hire a crack dealer. <laughs> I guarantee, mm-hmm. I guarantee, ain't nothing gonna be shut down and ain't nothing not gonna be funded. Talking, mm-hmm. I guarantee, I guarantee a crack dealer would have got that money from Mexico. 
But and not just, not just any crack dealer. You gotta hire Tron, baby. Like you know what I'm saying? That nigga Tron gonna get that shit right. Can't hire somebody like I, me from I my like, family, my community. I like the criticism <laughs> that we we tend to get on this podcast of like that we don't mention the things that Donald Trump did well. Mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier Syria. Mm. Another thing that he did very well. He resurrected Giuliani. <laughs> did he resurrect Giuliani or did he like create Look, a, a Frankenstein Giuliani, type of Giuliani? Like, Giuliani, you know when they cut off your head and they put it in those globes so they can like freeze yep. your head. But that's what I'm saying. Did he create that's a Frankenstein? Yeah. <laughs> he put it, yeah, he put him right on the body. Like, yep. <laughs> it's alive. He created a Frankenstein like, Giuliani. Yo. Julie, yo, come on, guys. Rudy, Rudy. This is not a good look. Rudy, just go to Rudy. the crib, man. Just, just, just Rudy. take it. I know you got money. Just go just go home. <sighs> but look, I mean, again, I know this is kind of like the uh, the end of it, but what I wanted to say is that this criticism is for Trump, and that this literally had nothing to do with politics. Like, we didn't say anything about Republican, Democrat, or anything else. Because this is something that hurt people regardless of their political affiliations. When you are willing to inflict pain on people who haven't done anything to push your political agenda, that's something that should be criticized no matter what you stand for, no matter who you claim to be, no matter what party you claim to be a part of. So on the flip side, again, I also say I'll criticize the Democrats in the way that they played this out so that they could come out looking better. All of it reeked of politics. The first move, like, yeah, they had to react in a certain way, but the first move made by the president was political. The response was also political. So don't think for a second, like, yeah, you might actually have a well-being of others on your mind, but number one is score them points in the polls, yeah. in the media. This is like, it's like rock'em, sock'em. Mm-hmm. Like, you punch something, you punch, knowing damn well you about to get punched right, right. the fuck back. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, right the fuck back. and, and there's, there's been this whole sort of like kind of victory lap type of movement going on in progressive circles and democratic circles. I was like, yo, you ain't won nothing yet. Like, yes, I understand you, you run the House, but you don't run the Senate. You don't have a White House. You really don't have that much power. All you can do is create a stink. For the next two years, if you really want to do something meaningful, you're actually going to have to win in 2020 and keep your eyes on the prize is basically all I want to say. And with that, a timer has run out, gentlemen. I do appreciate you all taking a little bit of extra time to uh, to talk about just this one topic <laughs> to hash out the ridiculousness of it all. And if you like what you hear, stay tuned. You know, we, we, we got more of this. We got more where this came from. You're going to keep coming strong. So uh, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, Mr. Jonathan Hammond Sr. and Mr. Derek Rose. I am Abdullah Brahman signing off. I won't say it. From Southern California. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yep. Man, I was about to go on the plane because I want to get out of here anyway. Crazy. But, but what I do want to say to you is bundle up, fellas. Don't be a cold one. Yes, sir. Bird. Yeah, man. I'm probably going to stay home on Wednesday. 55 below. <laughs> Yo, they said they said a high of minus twelve and a low of minus twenty-seven. Yeah, but the wind chill was minus fifty-five. And all I can say to that is, I hope your long underwear got long underwear. It's gonna be cold too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. All right, fellas. 
We out. We out.